BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am very excited for this episode. It's with my friend Julie Lauren, who has been on the podcast before. She has her own podcast called Hashtag No Filter. She's a very wonderful human and we love her. And because Julie is a podcast host, she definitely threw the questions back to me. And I was way more revealing about certain things, specifically my breakup. You know, my breakup in, in January. I'm in a wonderful relationship now, just to clarify that. Um, but we, you know, we did reflect on a lot of that stuff because Julie recently got divorced. Um, and so we, you know, really did a deep dive into why things don't work out. And I'm excited for you to listen. But before we get into that, I'm going to do a little solo answering some of the questions that you wanted me to ask. I don't know if you can hear the wind, but it's so crazy today. It's supposed to be like a huge storm. It's Tuesday, August 4th for reference. Um, Okay. How to tell your partner that you want flowers. This is a funny one because I feel like all I did in my last relationship was like try to get him to send me flowers. Um, Whereas now it's like, just he'll he'll just get them when like something you know not like not for no reason but like when something really exciting is happening or whatever I'm not the kind of person who ever would want just like random flowers I would be suspicious of that but I think the way to get guys specifically to do things is like positive reinforcement just saying something like oh I love when you get me flowers or maybe getting yourself flowers and then you know, them seeing how happy it makes you to have flowers. I feel like the last thing that you want to do is be like, you never get me flowers. And um, Katie's boyfriend always gets her flowers. You know what I mean? Like, don't do a weird comparison thing. Like, just be upfront. Don't be passive. You know, say what you want. And then if you don't get it, then you can be upset. Having doubts about a partner, normal or not. Um, I think in this episode, you'll realize... This what we get into this a lot, but I would say doubts are not normal. Whereas I used to say that doubts are so normal and like, how could anyone know for sure? But I have zero doubts about my partner. I think he's wonderful. And everyone I've dated before him, I had doubts about and didn't end up with for, you know, a reason. And so I would say doubts can definitely be a red flag, especially in like the first 
you know, couple of years of your relationship, like, what do you have to doubt? You have no issues. You usually like aren't married yet. You usually don't have kids. Your doubts like only get stronger. Um, your family getting together, should your significant other come to everything or can they skip things? I would want my significant other to want to come to everything. Like, I feel like to me, I'm like, I'm sensitive when it comes to that stuff. And I also like the whole point of having a partner is they're your partner. So like if you have an annoying family situation or you just like don't want to be around your family alone, like that's your partner. They're there with you to like hold your hand. Um, you know, everyone has family triggers, et cetera, et cetera. And like, I want my partner there with me. And more importantly, like I'm, I want to be there with him. And so I think if there's like an inequality in that way, unless like your parents are, you know, terrible to be around and like, you can't stand to be around them or your siblings or whatever, like they should want to be with your family. So this is funny, Viagra and how common it is. I had this conversation with my boyfriend and he was like, yeah, so many people take Viagra and like no one talks about it. And it's funny because I, this guy I used to date a while ago, he, I found like Cialis in his bag, which is not Viagra. I think Cialis is something you take every day that just like makes it easier for you to get it up. Whereas Viagra is like a one time thing. But it's like very common in not only, you know, older men, but like guys who are in their late 20s, like in their 20s and 30s too, which is so crazy. And no one really knows about that. And, and I asked a poll question and I was like, Viagra is more common than we think, true or false. And it was like 60 something percent true. And then all of these people reached out to me to like confirm that. One of them being, a couple of them actually being pharmacists. And they were like, it flies off the counter. And it's like, I'm always so surprised because it's younger guys. So you know, I think that's something to like look into and maybe like normalize more, you know, because like it's like every guy, you know, is taking hair supplements and every guy is taking Viagra and like most girls take birth control and most girls, you know, do, you know, whatever it is. And so like, we need to normalize all of these things because I feel like guys, especially like maybe they need a little extra help and like they're embarrassed to say, I think so many guys like have erectile dysfunction or like forms of it, like premature ejaculation. You know, there was like someone that I was seeing a long time ago who had that kind of problem with like, you know, I would say, how do I say this in a nice way? Like the sex ending very quickly. And I think that's really common. I think also like antidepressants are really common and like need to be talked about. Like so many people are on, you know, Zoloft or Lexapro or things that might affect their sex drive also. And maybe that goes hand in hand with taking Viagra. Yeah. And just like if your partner has ED, like erectile dysfunction, I think that like, it's really important to be respectful of it. And like, you know, I know so many people who whose partners do have this and like, it's not the end of the world. Like there are other ways that they can, you know, make you come and like, there are other ways that you can be intimate with this person, but you need to create an environment where they feel comfortable um, talking about it. And I just want to talk quickly about this book that I'm reading. It's called A Woman Is No Man. And I'll tell you who the author is. It's by Edith Rum. She's a Palestinian woman who's from Brooklyn. And it's basically, it's about like what life can be like for Palestinian women, um, you know, growing up in like the 90s and, and still today. And just 
like how repressed they are and how they're not like meant to really do anything and like how men have all the power and it's really fascinating and I I highly suggest it if you're looking for um a new book it's it's really really good um so I just wanted to tell you that I don't want to tell you more about it in case you're going to read it advice for people who are stuck at home for a while dating or career networking advice for recent college grads you know, if you're stuck at home right now, I think it's the best time to put the feelers out to everyone. Like be persistent. Most people are sitting, I mean, I I think all people are sitting at home with their kids or with their partners or alone and they're reading all the emails that are coming in now more than ever. And so if you really want that dream job or, you know, you really want to see if the place you interned for one summer would hire you or you just you know, want to do a career change, like send those emails now more than ever because people are paying attention and it's never a bad idea to be persistent. I want to talk about this show that I just started watching called Love on the Spectrum. It's about people on the autism spectrum who are looking to find love and it's really beautifully done. It's so tasteful and it makes you realize how common well, not even how common, but how like so many people are are most likely on the spectrum that we don't even know about because there's there are so many high functioning people. Yes, there, you know, there are people who have autism who have to be in homes and things like that, but there's so many high functioning, like Asperger's, you know, is a form of of I think high functioning autism. There's so many people like that. And it's so much harder for them to connect because a lot of autism has to do with um being socially inept in in certain ways. And so it's a really beautiful show and it shows you that like everyone wants a connection and everyone wants love and it motivates you. Like if I were single and watching this, I'd be like, wow, like you know, it's it's so hard for these people to connect, yet they're, they're still finding love and it's beautiful and there's so much hope for other people. Um, and someone asked me, do most guys disrespect or talk low of women if it's just them with other guys? I have to be honest with you. The answer is no. That's what immature guys do and that's not cute. It's not cool. And you should never accept that from guys. It's just like not something, you know, it's like, it reminds me of Trump. It's like this locker room talk. Like it shouldn't be a thing when you're an actual adult. Like, why would you want to speak low of women? I feel like if anything, the way that you speak about women, like gets more positive as you grow up and like you all speak about, you know, loving your girlfriends and like, you start appreciating your moms. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's how I feel. I just feel like you shouldn't be talking low of women if you're truly a mature guy. Anyway, I don't want to keep you guys. I'll save the rest of your questions for the next episode because I really love this episode today with Julie and I think you're going to enjoy it as well. So I'm excited to hear what you think. I'm truly feeling better than ever and been working out more than I ever have before because I would usually work out like once a week, but I'm doing these like virtual classes on 
Instagram, IGTV, and like it's so much easier to get access to workouts. But when I was first doing it, I wasn't seeing any results. And everyone would always say to me, like, abs are made in the kitchen. And I'd be like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then I started relying more heavily on Saqqara, which if you don't already know about Saqqara, I've spoken about it tons of times, but it's a nutrition company that focuses on your overall wellness, starting with what you want to eat. They have organic and ready to eat meals and they're made with these amazing plant-based ingredients. And the whole point of eating these ingredients and these plant-based meals is to boost your energy and improve your digestion and get your skin glowing. And I'm telling you to get rid of that belly, like, and to make abs. I swear to God, like in addition, by the way, to these meals, Saqqara has daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas, like their detox tea. You can just try it in between meals and you don't get hungry in between. It's amazing. And if you want to boost your results, you try the best-selling metabolism super powder. It's an all-natural remedy for exactly what I just said, bloating, weight gain, and fatigue, which everyone is going through right now. Like, I don't care what you say. I know you're going through it. And because I love Saqqara and have been a huge fan forever, I'm offering you 20% off your first order. You just go to sakara.com slash Acme or enter code Acme at checkout. So that's S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Acme. You'll get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme and tag me in your Sakara photos because I want to see what you get. Personally, my favorite is the granola with like a blue vegan milk. Oh, it's to die for. I need to find out the recipe for this milk. Anyway, back to the episode. Hope you're enjoying. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party, a podcast for working women that support each other's successes. In each episode, we bring in leading female powerhouses for career, real talk, and BS-free advice. Ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am back with my friend Julie Lauren from Hashtag No Filter. Hey Hello. Julie. Hello, it's so good to see you. We were like just about to start talking. We have so much to catch up on, but we just jumped right in. <laughs> so much. But as true podcasters, we knew that we had to wait till I hit the recording button. Yes. By the way, cheers with cheers with cheers. our Diet Cokes. Diet Cokes. And I have wine too. I also... But- I also love that you're drinking wine at 3 p.m. on a Monday. I mean, it's a podcast. It's like, it wouldn't be on brand if I didn't. So I agree. I agree. So, so much has changed since we last recorded. And I feel like we need to discuss it immediately. For anyone who doesn't remember Julie and hasn't listened to her episode on We Met at Acme, which shame on you. Shame on you Um, guys. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But Julie, tell us again about yourself for those people. Yeah. In a nutshell, I, uh, so I have the podcast hashtag no filter. It's been, I think just, I hit two and a half years recently. Um, I've written a book on dating and relationships in your twenties and I work with clients on digital marketing, um, you know, social media, content creation, graphic design, similar to what Lindsay does with some clients. Um, and that's what I'm doing, but my podcast is my baby. So, (laughs) and I live in Florida. I, when Lindsay and I recorded, I was living in New York. Houston before that. Mm-hmm. This will all make sense when we start talking. Um, and now I'm in Florida. And uh, yeah, a lot's changed for both of us since last time we did this. A lot. And I also want to hear about, because for some reason, I thought the Florida move was 
something yep. for your ex husband. Well, I don't know if I even should call him that because yeah, he is. I don't know if you're official. No, it's if you're official. Officially... Yeah, it's official as of okay. like almost a month ago. Official. Oh, it's separated okay, so prior. so for backstory, for backstory for everyone who's like, why are you talking as if like we know everything? <laughs> um, Julie, when Julie and I recorded last, I was in a relationship with my ex, mm-hmm. and Julie was in a relationship with her mm-hmm. ex husband, and. I honestly, I need to go back and listen to that episode. I should have listened before this (laughs) because we were just like, I think we were both in this stage of like pretending everything was going to work out Mm -hmm. and it was going to be great. And we were both like, you know, hyping each other up like, oh, it's fine if like you barely, you know, want to hang out with them or like you don't have sex anymore. You're not having like these are normal things. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's okay if you like don't see Mm -hmm. them for five years. Yeah. Um, but at what point did you know that things were... Because you and your ex had broken up and gotten back together. Right. Well, and we never officially um, separated. We geographically did because we were living in Houston. And then I moved to New York City, which is where we were when we were recorded. Right. I moved to New York City, um, but we stayed together because like two weeks before I moved, it kind of like we... I think we both just freaked out, probably more so me. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. And then we stayed together long distance moved to Florida because he acquired a business down here and we were, you know, working on it and, th- you know, in therapy, all the things we get down here and it wasn't, it just wasn't meant to be. I mean, we were together for a few months while a solid several months while we were down here. And then March 1st, I believe was our official separation date. Um, and then June, whatever was a uh, divorce, but yeah, it just, I think we both knew for a while, even though I don't think he saw it necessarily, but this has been going on a while. I mean, he and I love each other so much. We're on amazing terms, by the way. I want to like set him up with someone. He's the greatest guy ever. Just, we became roommates. We became friends and we're just better that way. But I kind of think that was the majority of our marriage, actually. Just kind of weird. (laughs) It's so interesting because you guys were long distance for how long? So when we first started dating, we were long distance for eight months. And then I moved to Houston and we lived together, got engaged a year later, got married a year after that. We were married six years altogether. Um, and then when I moved to New York, we, I mean, that was November. So I gave it a year then moved back to Houston in October. And then we both moved to Florida at the end of last year. Like it's wild thinking about the timeline of it all. Right. Yeah. But do you think that there's something to be said about like, you know, and obviously you did have time together in the same place, yeah. but that was like still when, in early days when things mm-hmm. were like easier and lighthearted right. and good. Right. Like, do you think there's something to be said about like, long distance relationships last longer because you don't realize that like, if you were in the same place, you'd be like, Hey, fuck this shit. I think there's something to be said about that. And I kind of think we talked about this on either my podcast or yours about long distance relationships. I, yeah, I think there's some sort of like honeymoon kind of feeling when you're in a long distance relationship, because you, you only see the good parts of each other, right? Like you're only together on the weekends or you're together for a week at a time. And like, I don't know. It's very interesting because when we started, everything was great. When I was in New York, everything was great. And then, you know, we're together in person and it's kind of like everything comes to a head. Um, But I think long distance can work for people. Like for me, A, I don't even know if I want to get married again. And B, I'm not opposed to something where I'm not living with the guy as of right now, I'm saying this, or I don't see him every day. It's weird. Like I'm sure that'll change. But right now I'm kind of like, I don't know, this maybe could work. Like I'm getting used to my own space. It's strange, but long distance, I definitely think played a part. I mean, had to have. Yeah, for sure. Because you you were in long distance too, though. Not with your recent. 
Not with my recent, but in the past I had done a long distance. It never... So it's actually funny because you mentioned like, oh, when you're together, it's like honeymoon. For me, it was the opposite. I was like, why is this person in my space 24-7? Because you're not used to it. That shit pissed me off. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's that Mm -hmm. angle too. Exactly. But I want to talk about... So you're like... You're still very young, mm-hmm. you know. 34. Is and that young? I guess it's young, yeah. Yes, <laughs> it is young. Um, until you're 35, you're young. Totally. No, Six more months, guys. Um, <laughs> um, but you're you're young and you know, you got married to Matthew mm-hmm. when you were how old? We're married six years. So 28 got married, engaged 27, and started being together 26. Yeah. yeah. So 28, which is young to get mm-hmm. married. And, you know, I know so many people and maybe some people listening right now that might have gotten married before they were Mm -hmm. 30 or something. And maybe they went through hard times. Maybe they're going through hard times, but they don't think to themselves or or they don't know to think to themselves, uh, maybe I should, maybe this is divorce status, not just like hard times. How could you distinguish the difference? It's funny because if I had not, like I was in that boat I think right before I met Matthew, like I was very eager for a boyfriend and then a husband and the whole fancy wedding. I wanted all of that. And I'm not saying I was like desperate and, you know, just ended up with Matthew because I dated a ton of people before Matthew. But I think when uh, you've actually put this on your polls, I think, or you've talked about it, when you start to question, I think that's kind of like, it may, it, maybe it's not your answer, but it's a good like peek into your answer because I mean, what I learned throughout all this, I've been in so much therapy from all this and just prior and whatever. It's like trusting yourself. And I never really understood this and I still don't always trust myself. And I still don't know how to even describe it. But my therapist was like, you'll feel it. You're going to know. I'm like, what what the the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm not going to know. You know, like something told me, I think I've known all along, like ever since I started questioning it, but I didn't trust myself. And I was so scared of being alone. But I think the second you start questioning it, you need to look at things. I think. I mean, I'm not an expert, but you've said that too, I think. Right? Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I was questioning my last relationship for a, like almost a year, which is so you. crazy. Be- yeah, because it wasn't even a marriage. And I still let myself question it for a year, which was pretty nuts. And you were together two um, years in total? And we were together about two years. It was like a, a year and a half, but like we can round So up. what what happened for you to, I mean, I know it wasn't marriage and divorce, but like when you started, yeah. was it because you just started questioning your feelings or? It's not, I like, I don't know if I question my feelings as much as I question certain things that, um, you know, weren't happening in the relationship. Like, uh, you know, obviously like the, the sex thing, right. like that's like the first thing to to dwindle. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I still feel like I'm still so hesitant to talk about this stuff because like I have so much respect for him as a of person course. and he's wonderful. And it doesn't necessarily mean that like that's something that he would, you know, have an issue with right. in the future by any means. But with us, um, you know, that stuff started to go away. We started to fight mm-hmm. about things like our our disposition towards each other was not like sweet and nice. And it's like now, like in my current relationship, like everyone can see how sweet we are to each other. And like, even like when no one's around, like we're still so just like we look out for each other. And that kind of like went away. And similar to what you said with Matthew, like we had a best friendship, Mm -hmm. but there was like nothing else. But that was where it stopped. 
that was where it stopped. And like he, our lifestyles were mm-hmm. different. Like, um, you know, obviously I don't drink and right. like he's British. So he loved right. to drink and like, he actually liked to go out like sometimes to like raves until 3am. Mm. Yeah. And like, I would be like, Oh, just like come over after. Like I'm not, you know? Yeah. And like for a while that was working, but then I was like, what, like, why? <laughs> like, no, no you know? that's not like because what you want. Right. Like, I think like one of the last draws for me where we were in Miami for New Year's and like Christmas and on our last night of vacation, he had like a friend in town who he had just seen like a week ago. But he was like, oh, my friend's in town. Like, can we go, you know, have a beer with them or like, can he have a beer? And I'll just like stand there. And so we went to have drinks with them and like he wanted to stay out. And like it was our last night on vacation. Yeah. Like you want to go home and like have sex and like of go to bed. And then right, and right, he, right. yeah. And he ended up staying out and like I went home by myself. Mm. And I like it was like that kind of stuff that I was like, this is like I'm betraying like what I want, which is like a partner who like puts me first and like wants to do the same things as me. I don't know. Did you have any like revelation moments towards the end? You know, it's so hard because, and I think it's Max is your ex's name, right? Or you're not, do you mm-hmm. want me to say anyway, but I didn't want to refer no, to no, him. No, no, it's okay. fine. I, I think people could do the research. <laughs> true, and true, true. So Max and Matthew in the sense were amazing guys, right? Like you have nothing bad to say about Max. You've spoken so, I mean, maybe you nothing. do, but you've spoken only highly of him and I could no, only yeah. ever speak highly of Matthew. So it was hard for me because, and maybe it's hard for you because he's per- like, he's perfect. Like there's nothing wrong with him. And so it was, it was, it would have been easier had he been a dick or had he, you know, cheated on me 15 times, you know, like it would have been right, easier right. had he given me a reason to hate mm-hmm. him and he's never been, you know, so that's, I think what also kept me like, what if I regret it? What if, what if like, he's such a good guy, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I think ultimately you just have to get to a point where you're, I don't want to say strong enough. Cause I don't want it to be like, you're not strong if you're, you know, not, but I really didn't feel strong enough until I don't know, early this year. Like late last year, early this year. Um, But it's hard. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's still hard at times. That's exactly what it comes down to though. Like you said it so well, you have to feel strong enough Mm -hmm. and you have to feel okay giving up a guy that you know is Mm -hmm. a solid guy. Amazing guy. And I remember, yeah, amazing guy. And, and I have a friend, you know, who's in a relationship now and she's so incredible Um, her boyfriend is not great and she knows that like, it's pretty, it's fairly obvious. And she, and and I don't mean not great as in like he cheats on her. Like, no, like, like not great for her. We'll leave it at that. Right. 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 And she has said, like, she has vocalized that she doesn't think that she could do better. And that is the reason she stays. And like that stuff breaks my heart because it's like, you have no idea that how many fish heart. there are in the sea. It breaks my heart. And, and it's like, I get it though, because I was in it. And I know so many people that are in marriages. Some I know actually, and some I just, I think I have a good intuition on that they would probably be better off not being married or not being in a relationship, but it's so much easier to stay in it. It's so much easier. I, I never ever pictured, I come from a family, it's not divorce. Like I don't know divorce. I never, ever pictured this for myself. No one does. And it would have been so much easier to stay together and we would have been fine. Cause like status, you know, would have been okay, but it wasn't fulfilling enough for me. And, but it takes, it, it takes guts. Like, I, I mean, I, I still sometimes I'm shocked that I was able to do it. Um, because it's so much easier to stay together. So I get what your friend is going through. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's funny that you say it like that because I actually think, and and maybe this was just my experience yeah. because we weren't married, right. obviously, but it's so much easier to break up. Like it's not at first, right? At first it's not. But when you're like, when you're genuinely unhappy in your relationship or like you're fighting, you know, and then you finally take that plunge, you're just mm-hmm. like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a newborn human. Like I had no idea that it could be like this, you right. know? And like that, it's like when you first quit smoking cigarettes, right. like it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. But then like, you know, I don't know how long it takes six months later right. when you don't have a craving of cigarettes and you're not like a, a slave to having to run out of an airport to smoke. Right. Then it's finally easier. You you're, know? you're so it's totally it's such a good analogy because even during like Corona, when everyone's kind of, you know, quarantined and stuck inside. Yes, there are times I have felt lonely. Yes, there are times where I'm like, oh, it'd be really nice to have like a partner here. And while I recognize that, and yes, I can miss the idea of having that, I don't miss Matthew in that way. Love him to death, nothing bad to say, but I don't, it's like almost corona being during this COVID shit has given me clarity actually, where I'm like, I made the right decision. Like I, I love him and I still miss him at times, but I've, there's a difference I think between just feeling lonely and actually missing the person. And I'm like trying to still figure that out. But um, yeah, it's weird. I, I, you know, and of course I, well, I want to talk about this next actually with you. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, so you and Max broke up and we all, we know how you met. I'm not going to make you repeat the story because everyone knows because they've asked how you met your current, what's your, wait, I just went blank in your book. Yeah. Uh, or you don't say his name. I haven't said it on the podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, but but no, I mean, uh, we can call him. We can call him S. S. Okay, I like I like initials. All right, so S. And I know how you guys met or reconnected and everything. How soon do you feel like you were already? Because I'm kind of going through through this. Do you think you already checked out of your last relationship and mourned the loss of that relationship while in it, and so you were able to a little more quickly um, start a relationship without it being a rebound? Oh, for sure. I spent like weeks crying over the end of my relationship, like a month Mm -hmm. before the relationship ended Mm -hmm. or like maybe even before that. To the point where when it finally ended, I was like so numb Mm -hmm. and like I didn't have any more tears Mm -hmm. because I'd actually genuinely mourned it. And I feel like, you know, a relationship is, you know, done when like you're excited about being single. Oh my God, yes. And I was excited. Like that was my mindset, you know? And I wasn't excited about being single as much as I was excited to see what else was out there for me because I knew mm-hmm. that there was another partner that was obviously better for me if this wasn't, you know, something that was serving me. And I don't know. And and then like, I wanted to ask you, were there any like physical signs that like you needed to be done or that like, like, for example, I used to get like so much tension in my neck in my last relationship, like this sounds so crazy, but like I always had like a neck issue and like a, like it was like almost like sprained. And I swear to God that went away when we broke up. I don't know if that's like related. I also like, obviously, you know, like would emotionally eat like things like that. It's like (laughs) that shit. Yeah. So twofold with that for me, one, so I've, I've not always, but I've had anxiety for a while. I've been on Zoloft for years. Um, my anxiety got, so I have not had to increase my medicine in years at this point. I've been good when things were really like, Oh my God, this doesn't feel right. Like my anxiety went through the roof. I had to increase my medicine. I had panic attacks or like borderline panic attacks. Like I I know the feeling now of them. Um, and as soon as that weight was lifted, I mean, granted, I'm still on the higher dose of medicine, but part of me thinks it's like a placebo effect because it was such a small increase. Mm. But 
it was as soon as we made the decision to separate and then divorce, holy shit. I mean, it was, yeah. So to your point, I'm like shocked that you have the back pain. I'm not really shocked actually, or the neck pains because it's kind of the same idea. Right. With that, I also gained a lot of weight last year and a little bit the year before um, from stress, from, you know, whatever, emotional eating, all of that. As soon as we decided to separate, I started easily. I mean, granted, I'm working my ass off, working out, eating healthy, but I've lost basically the 30 pounds I gained or almost lost the full amount that I gained. It's so crazy how that happens. Isn't that insane? I, I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts. And it's funny. People like call it the breakup diet, but it's like really like you're shedding like yeah. negative feelings that you were had. Like that's what the, you're, that's what it it's, was. And when know? I, with my therapist, I couldn't figure out why am I not able to lose this weight? Like I've never had such a problem with this. And, sh- and it's until I was able to shed the emotional weight, I could not lose the physical weight. And that might sound cheesy or hoo hoo or whatever. It's true. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, I would say I, I had multiple physical, you know, like symptoms or ailments that happen because of this. Yeah. Right. Wild. So we talked about how, um, or I guess I didn't say how I met S because well, I knew him before and whatever. Right. But is there anyone that you have, like, are you back in the dating scene? Is there anyone that you've met? Also, why did you stay in Florida after you guys right. um, got ended it. So my family down here, my parents are down here and I have extended family down here. And I, um, you know, I just, I always loved it down here. I, as much as I love New York city and had some of the best years, my early twenties. And then I had a great year this last year. I just, it's, I, I, this felt more right for me and my lifestyle. And, you know, you know, I miss New York of course at times, but I just want to be, I know some people down here. I went to university, Miami, I transferred, but I started there. I just, I kind of, I was born here actually. So I have a lot of just like ties here. Um, so that's, so I'm staying because I really just love it so much. And Matthew's mm-hmm. staying because he has a company here and we live 30 minutes from each other and we still see each other like every other week. And, you know, so we're both really happy down here. Um, in terms of the dating scene, Corona kind of puts like a damper on that. <laughs> um, I went on Hinge and J Swipe for a hot minute. I didn't love them. I know you're very pro apps. I didn't love them though. And then I, I emailed, or I think I texted you. So I'm on the league, which is whatever. And then I apply or tried to be on Raya and you were my referral. They didn't accept me yet. So I don't think I'm Raya material. Oh, wait, someone just reached out to me via Insta and they were like, I work at Raya. If there's anyone <laughs> that you want to get in, I swear to God. And so I'm going to get you into Raya. I mean, look, I don't but I'm warning yeah. you that everyone... Everyone on their socks. Really? It's, I mean, I have like... Actually, everyone on their screen. Now she's going to hate me. <laughs> no, right? Look, I'm sure it's good for the right person. Like, obviously, some people exactly. do well with it. Some people did well, I'm sure, or do well with J-Swipe and Hinge. I know so many people who met their husbands and wives on there. It wasn't for me, at least it's not at the time. So I went, I'm not on those, but... You know, I'm like dabbling in the league, which is so stupid. They send you five matches a day and then try to have you like inc- like pay for my, just the whole thing, you know, but I have... um. Yeah, I, I, there are people that want to set me up with people. There are a couple guys I've been talking to just friendly. I mean, at, at first I was like, I'm not ready to date. I'm not ready to date. I don't, I mean, I'm, I sadly like mourned this marriage while in it. Not sadly, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. But like you said, like I mourned a lot yeah. of this, the end of this while in it. And, um, because we're on such good terms, I'm, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm not Look, if someone's like, I have a great guy for you. Yeah. I'd go out. Totally. Yeah. Would you be <laughs> upset? If Matthew like had a girlfriend all of a sudden? No, like I want to set him up. Like I swear, like I I signed him up for J-Swipe and then he signed himself up for Hinge. I don't know if he's still on them, but like, 
I, I, I mean, I want, I, I guess I probably feel a little weird if I like bumped into them at a restaurant, but I want him to, he's the best. Like he's going to make some girls so happy. And so now I, I like, does Max have a girlfriend? Does he? Um, it's funny you ask. No, I don't, I don't know don't if he has yet. a girlfriend, but, um, he, I think was like hooking up with a girl who's friends with a friend of mine. Do you care at all? Like, <laughs> and you don't even I, care. Like, no, no, but I, like I, um, I didn't expect it to like be someone I kind of know. I don't know her. She's like friends with a friend of mine, but it was like, he was like on my friend's story on Instagram. That's... And I was like taken aback. That's Especially because it's Corona. Yeah. You know? So like no one's seeing anyone unless like right. it's really... Um, but he was on my friend's story. And so obviously I messaged my friend and I was like, mm, question mark. That's... <laughs> and, like, so- please explain. And so she told me that he was hooking up with her friend. And I was like, okay, good. Like, honestly, I, if he's, I'm so happy if he's happy. And like, I truly want him to move on. So like that, that made me happy. Uh, you're, when you started with your boyfriend, was he upset or did he even reach out? I mean, Max, did he even, or you don't He was to, upset. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. I got a text. Um, <laughs> I got a strongly worded text and I responded. Um, and you know, the thing is like, we, like, Again, like no bad feelings towards him. I think like the way that everything came out made him feel like, what the fuck, you know? Because it was like, oh yeah, I'm dating someone new. Like, let me tell you about him. And like, obviously it was like just two months after we had broken up. And so I think if it were reversed, I'd be like, what the fuck? Um, But you're, I mean, you can tell how happy you are now and like how, and I don't even like, I don't, I don't see you in person. I don't, but like you, like you said, your friends see it. You're, you look so happy. And I mean, not that you weren't happy with Max, but like, there's a difference, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There it's Okay. So I have a question. So you're going to kill me. I'm like asking you questions. I have a question for you. This actually, selfishly, it's, it'll help others too, I think. So you post a lot on your thing. You do these polls, like red flag deal breaker. And the polls are so much fun, guys, if you're not already taking them. So there's a situation in, um, in my life where I, I'm not seeing someone, but I talk, it's a guy who's a friend and we just chat as friends and, and we've gotten really close as friends. And I have a dear friend who knows Tim and has repeatedly mentioned red flags. What, what would, okay. So what do you do in a situation? And I'm not like, I'm not even, I'm just thinking this might be interesting for other people. If you're told, let's say you were mm-hmm. told that Max had all these red flags before you were together. Would you, mm-hmm. uh, would you what would you do? Would you just be like, I'm done and trust this very trusted source's opinion? Or would you let yourself see it? Like, how would you handle red flags and deal breakers? Well, it depends what the red flags are. Mm -hmm. Like, can we, can any be disclosed? Oh, (laughs) Um, no. Like, what what do they pertain? Like, what what are, like, for example, like, are the red flags like, he's cheated on every girl he's dated or no, is it but just that has like come up about one, not every girl, but there has been a cheating episode. Okay. Or, or is it like, um, you know, like he's been abusive or like, is it, um, just like, you know, I don't know if, um, it's a good match for you yeah. because X, Y, and Z, you know, not abusive at all. Um, a cheating episode, a, a long time ago, um, possibly some substance stuff, not going to, I mean, possibly mm-hmm. that and, um, yeah. uh, not abusive, but like, I can't really say much, but, but it's very, um, it's hard because I, you know, you, you trust your friend implicitly and yet you might feel something for someone 
like, and you, you want to make sure you're not blinded by it. Like, what do you do? You take your friend's guidance and just say, fuck this. I actually am a big proponent of like finding out for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that means I'm getting hurt, I would rather figure it out on my own. I feel like everyone has a different relationship with everyone. Like think about your friendships. Like there are some people that you're a really great friend to and Mm -hmm. some people you might not be as great of a friend Mm -hmm. to because you don't give a fuck about Mm -hmm. them, you know? And so like every relationship is different. And I think that if you have a strong feeling about someone and they make you happy, then you should figure it out because the worst that could happen is that you break up. Right. Um, And you're like, okay, so you were right, you know? Um, But I don't know. I mean... I mean, it's it's a a case-by-case basis. That's my take. Right. I think like if it was um, substance-related, like I would make sure that this person was getting like proper help. Right, right, If it was a one cheating episode, fine. Get like the backstory. But if it's like deeper Um, rooted stuff, it might be, you know... Yeah, like if they have like deep issues, like don't jump in to like try to save them, you know? I tend Um, to do that. Like (laughs) obviously, yeah. I mean, we can't fall in love with potential as we know, you know? Yeah. Um, But I'm trying to think like anyone that I've been warned about and dated like kind of has turned out to be the thing that people warn me about. But like even people who you know, people were like, oh my God, they're going to be amazing. Like also can suck. Totally, so. totally. And it's it's just funny because when you do these, your polls and some of them are more, you know, funny and not as serious and then some are more serious. And it's very interesting to see the ones, especially that are close to the 50-50 mark. I'm like, people have different opinions on all of this and no one's right or wrong necessarily. And it's just what works for you. But it's interesting because when you're, I mean, I don't, I haven't dated in so long. I don't even know like how to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good one. I feel like I have to ask as a poll and speaking of polls. Yeah. Oh, good segue. It is rapid fire poll question. I love me some rapid fire. So if you cheated on your significant other and hooked up with a random, would you follow the random on Insta? No. no. I know. I honestly, so a girl asked this and I feel like she's just trying to find out like if the guy, if the girl that her boyfriend just followed is someone that they cheated on her with. Yeah, I would definitely not follow them. No, no, no. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't do that, but also just don't. But guys are dumb. Yeah. Guys would probably, probably, you know, like oh, they're like, yeah. I need to yeah. keep in touch. Like yeah. for the next time I'm in, uh, mm-hmm. like Redondo beach. I don't even know if that's a place, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you come from a lot of family money, but typically keep it hidden from your friends and are careful to not flaunt anything that would show it. When should you tell your significant other? If at all five to six dates or when official, I mean, probably when official, unless it comes up naturally on after five to six dates or whenever, if it comes up naturally and you feel comfortable, great. But I think when official, and I still think then it should maybe come up naturally. I think. I agree. Like, like, what are you going to, Oh, by the way, just so you know, so much money, I have a lot of money. So no, I mean, like, I think right, if it comes like, up naturally, I think there's something to be said. I actually thought about this the other day because someone I I think I matched with on the league or some stupid, I was just like, you look like, you look like a douchebag, but maybe not. That's judging a book by its right. cover. But I'm like, I wouldn't, I think it's sexier if I like, great, your family owns an Island or a thing. Great. But like, I don't, it's sexier if you don't flaunt it. Like if you flaunt it, I'm going to be turned off. So. 
Right. You yeah. Know? It's like in Crazy Rich Asians when they're on the plane and he's like, yes. um, like my family has a deal with the airline or yeah. something. And yeah. then like all of a sudden. Right. Like, like when there's family, a time to like, bring it up. Yeah. Right. You think your family's being irresponsible re-COVID and you're concerned, but every time you bring it up, they fight with you over it. Keep trying to convince them or give up to preserve relationships. Ugh. I mean, how important is the relationship to you? Because it could really damage it. Um, I mean, if it was my immediate family, I'd probably give up and just, if they're like, well, why are you hanging out with us this more? Why are you doing this as much? Like it, there's your answer. But I mean, I would try until it's the point where the relationship could die. What do you think? I know you're, you probably would push it more. Yeah. I would keep trying yeah. and be like, and, and I just want them to know where I stand because like, if we're living in the same house, which we are right now, and they were disrespecting, like disrespecting me or putting me or my boyfriend at risk, like I'd be like, this is not okay. Right. And like, I'm not just going right. to accept it. You right. Know? Right. That's true. Yep. Yep. People are now saying I have the antibodies on dating apps as a selling point. Are they telling the truth or are they trying to get you to hook up with them? First of all, that's so weird to put that on your dating app, I think, but um, no judgment. Uh, no, they're definitely trying to just hook up with you, right? What do you think? Fully. Fully. Yeah, okay. Fully. But that would make me not want to hook up with them because that's so weird. <laughs> right, right. It's like, no. No. Um, you're 27 and in a rock solid, happy and healthy relationship. Should you wait after the one year mark to bring up long-term plans slash engagement slash marriage? Or is it okay to bring up sooner if comfortable? Wait or okay to bring up sooner? If comfortable and it feels right to bring it up, I say bring it up. But I'm also overly communicative, I think, in my relationships um, to maybe a fault sometimes. So, I, But I say bring it up if you're comfortable with it. I don't think put a timeline on it. What do you say? I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. I think like you need to bring that stuff up. Yeah. Or like you need to feel comfortable bringing that stuff up. Right. You don't need to, but you need to feel comfortable. Right. Exactly. Yes. Your significant other is trying to lose weight, but is a big snacker and not very good at portion control. Is it okay to give them smaller and healthier portions without telling them like less dressing on salads or less mayo on sandwiches? I mean, sure. I mean, if they want to lose, if they want to lose weight, I think you're just helping them, but they might call you on or out on it. But I think it's, I think it's fine. What do you do? I'm like, why are you the only person that like cooks for your significant other? Like, why are you feeding them? Are you their mom? Right, right. That too. That would be a question I'd ask, but yeah, I guess do it. Like That's confusing to yeah. me, but why not? You hooked up with a toxic ex a month ago while they were exclusive with the new person. Terrible decision on your part. Now they're full on in a relationship with the person based on social media. Do you DM the person and tell them that they suck and are toxic or let it be? Oh, let it be. I think you're giving them too much mm. power if you DM them. And I also yeah. think that it's just, I think it's, you're looking for closure that you're not going to get maybe. And That's so true. Like let, let them figure it out on their yeah, own. Yeah, let it be. Person. Yeah. Um, but I also probably, I'm, I love the drama sometimes. Like I would probably mess up. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you've been in a long distance relationship for two years. Your significant other moves to LA and invites you, but your family and career is in NY. You love them. Do you go or break up? I mean, I would go. Like that, but that's me. I'm not saying that's yeah. the right decision, but if I love them, I would go. But I've also done that already for a guy. Right. So I would go. <laughs> also, it's like, if you love them, why are you asking me this question? Very good point. Very good point. At significant others' parents and thought parents weren't home. So you intentionally had very loud sex. <laughs> you realize afterwards that they were home the whole time. 
Should your significant other be responsible for saying something to parents or should you pretend it never happened? I mean, if it was very apparent that you were having sex, I'd probably just say something and like, like, you know, address the elephant in the room, I think. Oh, that's awkward. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I would just be like, sorry about before um, we were remodeling the room. Like so it. you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> if if one of your dreams is for your parents to move to New York to live with or near you to help take care of your kids, when should you bring that up to a serious significant other? After I love you or after a year? Again, I'm not big on like the timeline. I'm more big on like the feeling, like the I love you. Like once you've said I love you or once you feel you're in a place to say it. Cause part of me thinks like this shouldn't be, if they, if you guys love each other enough and there's, and there's a rock solid foundation there, anything you say, like shouldn't really make them love you any less as long as you can talk about it. So they might think yeah. it's like fucking crazy. I don't know, but at least to be, you should be able to talk about it. Yeah. Those are the hard conversations that you need to have yeah. if you don't want to have fights right. after marriage. Exactly. Exactly. You've been dating your significant other for six years and have been clear about wanting to get married. They keep saying they want to marry you, but it hasn't done anything about it in three years. You've been very upset about it for three years and clear with them. They keep saying it'll happen soon. Move on or wait? I mean, you probably should move on, but I imagine it's a lot harder being in that situation. So it's easier said than done, but I don't know. I guess move on. Would you tell them to move on? I would say move on. I've had a friend in that situation. She moved on. And like when she broke up with him, he was just like, okay. Yeah. I I mean, so it's like, if if you're going to propose, then fucking do it. I hate when someone says they're going to do something and doesn't do it. That's like a huge part. True. That whole part, that portion of it. Yes, I agree. Like, don't keep saying it. And it's like, obviously there's a bigger reason that there's not something happening. 1,000%. 1,000%. Um, okay. Well, hold on. Let me see if I should ask you any more. Mm. Mm, the other ones are stupid. <laughs> yeah. College ones. Um, cool. That was so fun. That was so fun. Thank you so and much for coming on again. You. So happy to have you. I feel like you're like one of the, one of maybe like two repeat guests. Really? I don't even know if there's another one. I'm honored. Yeah. Well, thank so you so much for having me. You're, you're killing duh. it and your podcast is so good. So thank you. You're the best. Where can everyone listen to your podcast, stalk you on Instagram, potentially slide into your DMs? Hey, um, um, I actually got my first like official DM slide like two weeks ago. I've oh, never really gotten it from like, a, a, usually it's a creepy guy. This was actually, no. anyway, um, not to to my own horn because nothing's happening with it, but by Julie Lauren, <laughs> by Julie Lauren on Instagram and everywhere. And the podcast is hashtag no filter. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lindsay. 